0: Hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Greater Than Podcast. My name's Elijah Murrow. Thank you again for clicking play on another episode of GTP. Man, God is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. Here's what I want you to remember. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Uh, here's the thing, God uh, is love, right? But I also believe how we, we say, at least in my circles, right? I don't know uh, what circle you come from, but that the listener, but uh, for me, I grew up word of faith. I grew up around these these type of things. And a big emphasis and a big push was on the love of God for uh, a couple of years, a few years, you know, in in, um, the camp I come from. And the emphasis was that God doesn't have love. He is love, which is what the Bible teaches. Right. That is absolutely correct. But I believe that this is also correct as well. God doesn't have goodness. Right. He is goodness. God is good. And I, I just want you to be encouraged in that. When I say God is doing good things, uh, what I'm really saying is God is being God in your life. That's another episode, but I just want to encourage you in that. That's free. You know, that, that you, you can take that one. That's a good freebie right there. Uh, but I just want to thank you guys, man. Y'all have been faithful to play and listen to the podcast. Uh, by all means, reach out to us. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at I am Elijah Merle. That's M-U-R-R-E. E L L. And so you can follow me there. You can go to the website, merle ministries.com. Uh, there's a button you can click on says contact. You can uh, send the email. I just, I would love to hear from you and know what the Lord is doing in your life through this podcast. God is so good to us. I want to add something on to the last uh, episode we did entitled blessed are the poor blessed are the poor. And I know that that one was a little different than a lot may be used to, but I thought it was a good podcast episode. Nonetheless, Here's what I want to add on. Where these things are concerned, I think the greatest example in the Bible that we see about what we talked about uh, last week. Other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself, because he literally said, I can of my own self do nothing. He was totally dependent upon God. And that was the the heart of that episode. Not about being poor in pocketbook, because that's not what Jesus was talking about, right? We're talking about being poor in spirit, in the spirit realm. See, the only one that makes you righteous is God. He's the one that's giving you the robe of righteousness. He put the robe of righteousness on a beggar. And that's what makes you special. (laughs) that's what makes you royalty is the fact that he did it. It has nothing to do with what you did. Amen. That's the, that was the heart of that episode. Uh, But I want to add this on David and Mephibosheth is the greatest example. I believe in the Bible of someone who's poor in spirit and how that can look in the spirit realm. We can see a natural picture pointing us to a spiritual truth and reality. Uh, Mephibosheth was crippled and lame because of something that was related to what his father did. You and I were made crippled and lame in relation to what our father, Adam, excuse me, not Abraham. That's the father of faith. But what we're talking about here is where all man came comes from, where all of us come from is Adam and Eve. Our first father, Adam, fell. And it made you and I lame, just like Mephibosheth. He was lame in his feet; he couldn't he couldn't walk. But David reached out and drew Mephibosheth in because he had a covenant with him. Oh my goodness, that's that's a whole nother podcast, man. But I'm just this is some extra. This is some uh, rabbit trail in the episode for the podcast today, which is going to be a good one. Uh, what I'm saying is simply this: Jesus has taken you and I out of what was called for uh, Mephibosheth low to bar. I'm talking about that's below the bar. You understand me? That is a place of, of poverty, uh, of of just filth and, and wallowing in filth. And this is I believe that this may be some of what David meant when he says that God takes those who are in the dung heap mm, and he sits them with princes. I believe that Mephibosheth is a, is a living picture of that verse. And David himself is a, is a picture of that verse, right? But also, I believe Mephibosheth as well. And uh, that's the main point here. Mephibosheth was lame. Mephibosheth was a beggar. Mephibosheth was, was without of the realm of the covenant. He was out of, of reigning in life. He couldn't reign in life anymore because of some of the things his father uh, did and some of the things his father did not do, just like you and I, before we got born again. We were without hope, without God in the world. Oh, but Jesus came, and in his loving kindness, he drew us in. And he gave us a seat at the table, but ladies and gentlemen, you're not there because you're you, you, because uh, as my grandma would say, my grandma, my dad's mom, who's who's been in heaven for a while now, but my dad's mom would say it like this: uh, people who are smelling their own must. Are you familiar with that kind of term? You know, I grew up, I grew up country, and and this is one of those good old country expressions, right? Smelling their own must, and that's what a lot of believers have done, like the Church of Laodicea. They think that in and of themselves that they are rich. When Jesus said, you're actually miserable, you're actually poor. And it's when we realize that we are totally, completely dependent upon him that the kingdom of God becomes ours. We begin to tap into things that other people won't tap into. Anyway, that's just an extra I wanted to add on that. But today, as you can see by the title, the title today is Hearing God's Method." of delivery, hearing God's method of delivery. Romans 10 and verse 17. Father God, we thank you so much for your word for this time. We acknowledge you, sir. We ask you to direct our path and we give you praise for all the good things we'll see in your word. In Jesus name. Amen. Romans 10 verse 17 says this. So then faith, we talked about being rich in faith last time. Is that correct? So then faith comes. You know, it didn't say faith stays. It said faith comes. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This word hearing and hearing, when it says that, you know this, if you grew up around the same things I grew up around, you already know what I'm about to say. Hearing and hearing, this denotes a continuous action. Hearing and hearing by the word of God, constantly hearing. But I want to bring something to your attention. We got to put put verses back where we found them and glean the context of what we are seeing in the scripture. I know that in most Bible translations, it says that faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? Well, the word of God. Yeah, but if you study the original Greek, the word for God here is not theos, but it's rather Christos. Christ. Right. So he's not talking about God necessarily, although there are three, but they're one, we understand all of that, but he's not talking about, um, God here. He's talking about Christ, the finished work of Christ. You see, faith doesn't come by simply hearing the word of God. Oh, because the word of God would encompass everything in the Bible, which would include the law of Moses. And there is no impartation of faith when you read the Ten Commandments, when the Ten Commandments are preached. Uh, I I doubt seriously. Uh, You know, uh, we'll... Where I'm around, uh, we we read chapters and things of that nature. And and during the time of this recording, Leviticus was recently read uh, during those chapters. Now, listen, uh, when when I heard somebody, somebody I respect greatly, talking about Leviticus, it didn't sound like they got a lot of faith out of reading it. Now, they knew it was good, obviously. They knew it was good. You understand? It's the word of God, right? That's why we have teachers. And that's what we're going to go into more here as well. We understand that that's good and everything. Uh, But at the same token, uh, what was what was being shown there, what was being communicated there was that while that person was reading Leviticus, faith wasn't being imparted into them necessarily, even though they knew it was good because it's the word of God. So apparently faith doesn't come by reading the law of Moses. Just well, let me let me I'll expound on that here in a bit. Here's what happens. Here's what we got to know. Faith only comes by hearing. Watch this. The word of Christ. See that right that right there is a is a mic drop, and we're only what nine minutes in? And that's a mic drop right there. Faith only comes, listen to me. See, we we, we let these things slide. Stay with me, focus now. Don't let don't don't miss this. Faith only comes by hearing the word of Christ, teachings that are filtered through Jesus' finished work. And the new covenant of grace. Now, listen, man, I'm not I'm not grace only. Y'all know that about me now. What have I said about grace and faith? Here's here's my go to. I believe the Lord showed it to me. Nobody can talk me out of it. Jesus. The Bible says uh, in, in, I, in Isaiah. Yeah. And Isaiah it said, look to the rock from which you're hewn. Uh, look to Abraham and to Sarah that gave birth to you. Abraham is the father of faith. In Galatians chapter four, we see that Sarah is referred to as the mother of grace. Uh, what does that let us know? You cannot be faith only for if you are only about faith, you end up with Ishmael. Well, let me say it like this. Uh, we only in faith when you're faith only and there's no grace. That's when ish happens. Come on now. Uh, I'm telling you, man. when you're faith only, that's when ish happens, Ishmael. But if you listen, and if you're grace only, you're going to end up, you're going to end up sinning. You're going to end up, you're going to end up having sex with somebody that you ain't married. You're going to end up giving the advice. You're going you're gonna to end up loose. What, what was Sarah doing? Sarah, now obviously, this is before the law. I'm not condemning Sarah. You understand that. But what I'm saying is, what did Sarah do? She was telling Abraham to do something that was more loose. There was looseness there. Well, why don't you just go into this other girl and have a, get her pregnant? There was looseness there. Notice what happens when you're grace only. You end up loose. It ends up to be, let me see if we can say this word today. It ends up being lasciviousness. Oh, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Sometimes, you know, you know, word like that. Sometimes you drip up. That was pretty good. Thank you, Lord. But what happens when, what happened when Abraham and Sarah came together and and, and they came together? What, 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 what was produced? Isaac, the promise. So listen to me now, just because I say that only faith only comes by hearing the message of the finished work of grace. I ain't grace only. And I ain't faith only. I'm telling you what, I, what I'm saying there in the illustration of Abraham and Sarah. What I'm telling you there is simply this. You cannot be faith only. You cannot be grace only. You must marry the two. And when the two come together, that's when Isaac, or let me say it like this, the promise comes to pass in your life and mine. But faith only comes by hearing the word of Christ. Teachings that are filtered through Christ's finished work. Ooh, this is good already. The New Living Translation, is kind of, it spells it out like this. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. If we back up to verse 14 in the New King James again, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him, watch this, of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? This is why preachers and teachers are important. You know, in the charismatic move, another way that this word, um, this verse, Romans ten seventeen, the verse Romans 10, 17, uh, is looked at is, so then faith comes by hearing, uh, and and they make it about well, you got to You got He He's talking about hearing from God for yourself. And I believe in that. I, oh, my God. I've seen it happen. It's happened a lot of times in my life and it'll continue to happen because I am his sheep. I do hear his voice. You understand. I am led of him by the spirit. You are led of him by the spirit. You who are listening. If you're born again, it's available to you. You have you have right to it based on what Jesus has done. Right. Uh, so that I agree and I believe in that 100 percent, but that's not the context in Romans 10, 17. Charismatics will use a verse like this and say, well, you know, God speaks to me based on Romans 10, 17. And that's how my faith came. Well, I understand what you're saying. And there is truth in that. But you got to put verses back where you found them. What was the context? The context was the gospel. The context was not hearing God speak to you directly in your heart, which he does, but that wasn't the context here. What was said here is that faith comes by hearing. The faith here that he's talking about in context is faith that comes from hearing a preacher communicate the finished work of Christ. That's the context here. Not about you hearing God directly in your heart, which you can by the person of the Holy Spirit and should. It's easy. Right. Being led by the Spirit is easy. It's easy. It's easy. It's light and easy. But that's another episode. Faith comes by hearing. This faith that comes by hearing in the context is hearing through a preacher. First Corinthians 1.21 says this. So since in the wisdom of God, the world through, excuse me, let me start over again. First Corinthians 1 and verse 21. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preach, through the foolishness of the message preached to save those. believe to save everybody. I mean, yes, the grace of God's appeared to everyone and it's available to everyone, but you must believe it. There's still free will involved in it. You have to, as an act of your will, choose to believe it. God's not going to manipulate free will. You have to believe it. The message preached will save, but not everybody. It, It saves those who believe. Here's the thing, the title of the episode that I said earlier, God's method of delivery of all of heaven's goods, all of heaven's blessings, God's miracles, the way that he delivers it, God's method of delivering it to you is by the foolishness of preaching. Ooh. Aren't you thankful that is it's, it's now, listen, this is not what I, I this is, I didn't say this, God it doesn't do it by the foolishness of preachers. Man, aren't you glad about that? Because us preachers, we can be quite foolish. Thank Aren't you thankful for that? He doesn't do it through the foolishness of preachers. He does it through the foolishness of preaching. Preaching what? Preaching the finished work of Christ. That's how faith comes. It doesn't come any other way. That's what he's talking about with faith because he's talking about a preacher. He's talking about you hearing a preacher. But we've taken that one verse out of its context and ended up when you take the the text out of the, the context, you just end up when you take the text out of the context. Excuse me there. You just end up with a con. You end up with cons. That's all you end up with. You end up with something with no power in it. Yeah, you might get. You may get reception here and there, but it ain't that 5G coverage that you're used to. That's available to you, right? Because you took it out of his setting. The proper setting for Romans ten seventeen is hearing the good news, the gospel of peace about what Christ has done through a preacher. And that is what causes faith to come. This is why preachers are. God has ordained that preachers are, are so important. This is why, because God has ordained it. Oh, man, the method of God's method of delivering all of heaven's goods, all of heaven's blessings, all of the miracles is by the foolishness of preaching. He says that those who hear this word, the message preached is able to save that word saved. Of course, is from the Greek word sozo. Any good uh, word of faith, man or woman would know this. Right. And it's okay if you didn't know it. Right. Let's learn about it together if you didn't know about it. This word sozo is not just saved from hell. Thank God for that, that we are saved from hell. If that was it, if that was all, man, praise God. But that's not all. That's all I'm saying. That isn't it. That's not everything. Uh, it's more than that. Every time someone gets healed in the New Testament, physical healing is the word sozo. Healing is, is involved in that. By the foolishness of preaching, it pleased God by this system. By what system? The system and method of hearing. By this system of the foolishness of preaching, hearing the gospel of Christ, by this system, he's ordained that you and I are to be healed through that system. We're to be saved. We're to be preserved. We're to be protected. We are to prosper. All that is in the word, sozo. But how, does, how, do we, how do you and I experience this sozo salvation? It comes by hearing the message that pertains to what Christ has already done. It doesn't come by the, the law. If, if what you're reading in the law is simply about the law, if what you're reading in the law and prophets is about him, is it pointing to him? Is it pointing to what he did? Then yes, that's faith. That'll produce faith. But if you're simply reading the law and trying to get people to perform, you got to do this in order to get healed. You got to do that in order to do this. You got to do this, this, this. No, it has to be the finished work. I'm just reading the Bible. I can sense people getting mad at me. I, I'm just reading the book. And it's, I'm just putting it. I'm putting it back in this context. I'm just reading. You know, Jesus in his ministry in Luke 5, his earthly ministry, Luke five fifteen says this. However, the report went around concerning him, concerning Jesus, all the more. And great multitudes came together. Watch what they came together to do to hear and to be healed. They didn't come to be healed first. Mm-mm. They came to hear. I can hear Brother Hagin in my head, man. I can hear. It he came to hear. That's how Brother Hagin would do. He would kind of stretch that, that here when he would preach on this. They came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. They came to hear and to be healed. See, you, you hear. Uh, let me say it like this. That's that word sozo, right? Let's say it like this. They came to hear and to be protected. They came to hear and to be preserved. They came to hear and to prosper. Do you see what I'm saying? That's that word. They came to hear first and then to be healed. The Bible says you tasted of the good word. You heard the word and you tasted of it and of the powers of the world to come in Hebrews. See, it's not that you oh, it's not, it's not that you It's not you taste of the power of the world to come first. No, the first thing that he says is you heard the good word. You've experienced the good word and the powers of the world. So you got to hear first and then you're able to experience the powers of the world world to come. See, and the reason I'm doing this episode is people use the verse like James uh, where it says uh, be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. And what can happen if you allow it. What can happen is that we can look down on hearing. And because I don't think hearing is preached as much. Uh, Doing is preached from the pulpit left and right. But ladies and gentlemen, I submit to you that hearing is more important than doing. Jesus said, I'll use Jesus as the prime example, as we should, right? That's appropriate, don't you think? Jesus said, I can of my own self, watch this now, do nothing. What does he go on to say? As I hear, I judge. You see, well, what's more important, doing or hearing? Well, hearing, because you can be doing till the cows come home. But if you don't have a word, if you haven't heard in this context, hearing about what Jesus has already done for you, what you're doing is this very possible that it can amount to a hill of beans. All right, let's move on. Let's move on, because people don't like that. Let's move on real quick. Matthew 4, verse 23. Jesus went about all Galilee. This is what he did. Teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. But what came first? See, you come into Jesus' meeting. You don't come to Jesus' meeting and just expect, well, you know, he's going to heal us right off. That's not how Jesus did ministry. Jesus did it. This way, he taught you first, he preached to you, and then healing came. What is he saying? I got to get you to hear. Because if you can hear, you see, your hearing will fix your steering. Oh, there it is. There goes that that rhyming anointing again. Uh, If you can hear, then you can experience healing. Then you can, watch this, you can experience so-so. You can experience Uh, being preserved you can experience being protected you can experience prosperity but you have to hear man i tell you what i like this myself man i'm getting excited about it let's dig into it a little bit more oh this is gonna be this is my favorite part right here galatians chapter three and verse one through two this is gonna be good right here oh my goodness this is good Galatians 3, uh, verse 1 through 2. Listen, uh, by the way, if the podcast is blessing you. Make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts and and let us know, a review on Spotify. Anywhere you're listening to that you can leave a review, I, please, I ask you to do so. Uh, it just helps the podcast to reach more people, and I appreciate you uh, for doing so. And don't forget to reach out as well. I'd love to hear from you. You can email us at info at ministries.com. Let us know that the podcast is blessing you. And um, we just look forward to hearing from you, man. Anyway, I'm getting excited now. I had to I had to throw in that little, you saw how I threw that little ad in there. Just a little reminder, friendly reminder, all right? Number one, that you can leave a review. And number two, you can reach out. Uh, you can reach out to the ministry. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, Galatians 3, 1 through 2. It's about to get real good now. Oh, foolish Galatians. Man, I tell you what, that's a way to open it up, ain't it? Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus was clearly conveyed among you as crucified? This only I want to learn from you. Here it is. Watch this now. Did you receive the spirit? by the works of the law, by Moses, but Moses and the law, because that's what the Galatians were trying to do. The people were trying to, Galatians deals with a lot of racism. It deals with a lot of different things that happened in the church. And in Galatia, it deals with a lot of that because the the Jews were trying to get them, the the Gentiles here, the Greeks, to start acting Jewish, to observe days and different things of that nature. And and it's like, man, listen, who's bewitching you? That's what he's saying, man. Did you receive the spirit by all these works of the law? Or did you receive it? Did you receive him by the hearing of faith? Mm. Now, skip on down to verse five. Oh, I'm telling you, it's getting good. Therefore, watch this. Oh, this is so good. Watch this. Watch this. Therefore, Galatians three, verse five. Therefore, he. Who supplies the spirit to you. Somebody say supplies. He who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you. Watch this. Does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Ooh. Notice he says hearing of faith. He didn't say having heard hearing, but watch what happens. What happens when you hear? Oh, let me read it like this. Let me tell it to you like this. Ladies and gentlemen, when you and I hear, he supplies. Oh, God. Good God from the burning bush in Zion. As you and I constantly hear and hear the word, God in turn can constantly supply and supply his spirit and work miracles among us. I'm telling you, this is why hearing should be more should be the most important thing in our lives as believers is hearing. Not just, I'm not talking about hearing the inward witness. That's important too, obviously. Yes, you have to do that. But that's not the context here that's another uh, episode that we can talk about that. That's vitally important. Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. But what he's talking about here is hearing the word about what Christ has already done. Christ has redeemed you, he goes on to say, in this very same chapter from the curse of the law. That's what brings faith, is hearing the finished work of Christ. And as I'm hearing what Jesus has done, as I keep hearing and hearing, God keeps supplying and supplying. It's God's method of delivering the supply to me. That's how, he, that's how he ordained it. The Weiss translation says it like this. Therefore, the one who is constantly supplying the spirit to you in bountiful measure and constantly working miracles among you by means of the law. Is he working these things or by the means of the message which proclaims faith? When it says supply. He supplies the spirit. That word supply means supplying cost for any purpose, for a public duty, religious service. Uh, It means providing more than is barely even demanded. The word means to supply in here's brother Dave's, uh, one of brother Dave Vaughn, that's one of uh, my, my leaders and elders in the faith would say, This is one of his favorite words to supply in copious measure to provide beyond the need to supply more than generously. That's what it means. When you, oh, I just saw it. It's not in my notes, but here it comes. Remember what Jesus, I'm, I apologize to your ears, by the way. Remember what Jesus said. Jesus said that with the same measure that you meet, he said, take heed how you hear. The same measure that you meet to it, oh, is the same measure it'll come back to you oh my goodness in other words oh this is the importance of hearing you've got to hear the word you've got to hear about what God has already done in Jesus and the measure that you meet to it let me say it like this the measure that you believe it is the measure that he can supply it as you and I are listening God is supplying As you and I are listening, God is working miracles. Let's look at a a prime example of this. Acts chapter 14 and verse 8 through 10. And in Lystra, there was a certain man without strength in his feet who was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb, who had never walked. This same man, watch it now, heard Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith, To be healed. Now, wait a minute. Now, what happened? Which one came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, we know what came first, and this one right here, my guy. It says this man heard Paul speaking. That's what came first. And seeing that he had faith. So he heard Paul speaking first, and then Paul saw that he had faith to be healed. That's when Paul said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And the man leaped and walked. By the way, that word heard, this man heard Paul speaking, that word heard in the Greek is in the imperfect tense. Well, Elijah, what does that mean, the imperfect tense? The imperfect tense means that he kept on hearing perfect means once and for all if it was in the perfect tense it would just mean the guy heard once and then that was the end of it right no but this is the imperfect tense which is actually a very good thing in this context it means that this man kept on hearing and hearing and hearing well, I mean, I guess what? If, if Paul's going to the same spot and that man's chilling there, I mean, the guy ain't got much. What's he going to do? Walk up and leave the message. He keeps hearing. And, hear. and if Paul moved around, this guy could have somebody carry him to wherever Paul went. This guy wanted to hear. This guy wanted to keep hearing. He kept hearing and what was happening while this man kept hearing as this man kept hearing and hearing God kept supplying and supplying till it got to a level that the man received. He got faith to be healed. The same measure that the man gave to this word. It was measured right back to him. (laughs) Oh, this is good stuff. What did this man hear? Well, the Bible says in verse seven, uh, of acts 14 we were reading verse 8 through 10 but verse 7 says that they were preaching the gospel well isn't that the context of romans 10 about the gospel of peace that faith comes by hearing that the word about what god has done for you and i in jesus who in Acts 14, verse 3 gives us, expounds a little bit more on what they were teaching. Therefore, they stayed there a long time, speaking boldly in the Lord, who was bearing witness, watch this, to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hand. They were preaching and teaching about the word of his grace. What is the word of grace able to do? It's able to do two things that are phenomenal. The two things that cover every uh, aspect, every uh, circle, every uh, category of life, two things. The word of grace is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among those who are sanctified. That word of grace that this man heard in the imperfect tense—that means this man kept hearing and hearing. Isn't doesn't that sound like Romans ten seventeen? He kept hearing and hearing and hearing, and then faith came. And when faith came, Paul knew it. He perceived it. He told the man, "All right, it's time, homeboy. Rise up and walk." The man didn't even listen to him. He didn't. He said, "Stand up on your feet. Stand up straight." The man didn't even listen to him. The man disobeyed. This man over here. He didn't. He didn't stand up straight. The man leaped. <laughs> He, he, he jumped, he leaped up. Paul didn't tell him to leap, but this man, he said, doggone it. I'm going to go for broken. He leaped and walked Isaiah 50, Isaiah chapter 50, uh, four through five. This, this isn't going to be a long podcast. It doesn't need to be a long one. I say that now, uh, but uh, anyway, I'm getting close to, to wrapping up here. I'm getting close. Does it make sense so far? We're talking about hearing God's method of delivery. This is how God delivers to you and I supplies to you and I, his spirit. And it's how he supplies the working of miracles. See, what if more healing revivalists would, would emphasize that would emphasize hearing the word would emphasize faith in what Jesus has already done. That's what Philip did. He was a healing evangelist, man. He preached Christ unto them. And people were getting healed left and right. Hearing, hearing about what Christ has already done. Isaiah 50, four through five. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. This is a prophecy about the Lord Jesus, but uh, there's some really good things here that apply to what we're talking about as well. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned that I might know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Watch this. He awakens me morning by morning. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. This is an everyday thing. He awakens me morning by morning. Watch what he does. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. This is why you and I can say we have ears to hear. He awakened. He awakened. You're my you're in my uh, ear. You're in your mine's ear? Whatever, man. You know what I'm trying to say. He's awakened our ears. Amen. So that we can hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear. Watch this, though. And I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. He says that he awakens my ear to hear, and I wasn't rebellious, and I didn't turn away from it. That reminds me of Hebrews four, one through two. It talks about the children of Israel. Therefore, and he talks about the the promise of rest that remains to us today. He goes on to verse in verse two to say uh, of uh, Hebrews chapter four, for indeed, the gospel was preached to us. The, The what? The gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word, watch this, which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Mm. So it calls what Joshua and Caleb. So basically what Joshua and Caleb did in in, uh, Numbers chapter 14, I believe it was what Joshua and Caleb did in Numbers chapter 14 is preaching. They were preaching the message. They said, listen, the people, they're bred for us. Their defenses have departed from them. God delights in us. Let's go in at once and possess it. What were they doing? They were preaching. People were hearing it, but no no one believed it. They believed the evil report. And that word that was preached, God was using Joshua and Caleb to give the people of Israel an opportunity to hear and to believe, to hear and to be saved, to hear and to be preserved, to hear and to be protected. But they rebelled against it. And the word that was preached, the word that was taught didn't profit them anything. Cause they didn't mix faith with it. If you skip on down to verse six of the same chapter. It says that there remains a rest for the people of God. So, since therefore it remains that some must enter it, the rest of God and those to whom it was first preached did not enter. Watch this because of this, because of disbelief because of disobedience is what it's saying because of disobedience, Again, he designates a certain day saying in David today, after such a long time, as it has been said today, watch this part. If you hear his voice, what did he say? Do not harden your hearts. Don't be rebellious when you hear. Don't be rebellious. Don't harden your heart when he tells you to enter in. What do you do? You go and you enter in. But ladies and gentlemen, what has to happen first? We have emphasized going in, but we we can't emphasize that. We, number one, have to emphasize hearing him say, go in. Hearing him say that Jesus is our promised land today. Hearing him say that I've I've already won the victory for you in Christ. But when we hear this, it's imperative that we hearten not our hearts. Acts 7, 51 says this, you stiff necked Stephen is talking to, to the religious people of the day who are about to stone him. You stiff necked, watch this, and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You always, watch this, resist the Holy Spirit as your father did, as your fathers did, so Do you, what is Stephen saying? Stephen is saying, you're not receiving the supply because God ordained that the supply would be delivered through hearing. But if you rebel and won't listen, if you rebel and won't act upon what you hear, oh, that's it, let's finish it with that. James one, I told you it wasn't gonna be long. This is the last verse. James one, 22 through 25. But be ye doers of the word. And not hearers only, but you must hear though. I believe hearing is way more important than doing because you can be doing left and right till the cows come home. But if you haven't heard what he told you to do, the doing is for naught. If you haven't heard what Jesus has already done for you, all these works that you're trying to do to be righteous are for naught and they're counted as dung. They're filthy rags. But be ye hearers of the word and not doers only, deceiving yourselves. If any man is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man obser- uh, observing his natural face in a mirror, and he observes himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, watch this, and continues in it. Ooh, we've read this verse and, and people have made it though. You gotta be a doer. You gotta be. But he said. You have to continue in it. In other words, you got to keep hearing it. That's the context. The one who will be a doer of the word is the one who continues in it, who abides in it, who stays by it, who partners with this word is the one who continues. It's the one that looks into the perfect law of liberty. That word looks into, that word look means to stoop down and look. It's the same Greek word that it says that they stoop down to look into the the temple, excuse me, to stoop down to look into the grave of Jesus see that he wasn't there it's the same thing stooping down looking investigating you have to investigate these things what is he saying the one who's continuing therein who's continuing in the word who's continuing to hear you got to continue in it not just being a hearer but a doer but the one that will be a doer is the one that continues hearing because when you continue hearing like the man at lystra who kept hearing and hearing and hearing. When you continue hearing, faith comes. And then a command came. Paul said, stand up on your feet. Now he had been hearing and hearing and hearing. Watch this. He was a doer of the word. He was such a doer. he, he, He went above and beyond. Paul said, just stand up. This brother leaped because he had been continuing in the word. Let me end it by reading Galatians 3, 5 again, because this is so imperative that we understand this. Therefore, he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Ladies and gentlemen, the supply comes. This is why it's important. This is what if you if you and I had a greater revelation of this we'd be listening to faith teaching more than what we have already been doing. Because what he Paul is saying here, that he supplies the method that God delivers the blessings that we read about in Deuteronomy that are available to us today because of the finished work of Christ. And the curse has been taken away because of what Christ has done. The faith to to receive that the faith to receive the spiritual blessings, the faith to receive healing, prosperity, the faith to receive everything that's included in the word. Sozo salvation, the faith to get that the measure that comes to us is dependent upon the measure that we hear and respect the word, the gospel, The gospel, the gospel, meaning the finished work of Christ. We're not talking about what you can do. We're talking about what he's already done and us responding to it in faith. Ladies and gentlemen, hearing is God's method of delivering. Ladies and gentlemen, faith is what pleases God. How does faith come? It comes not by hearing Uh, messages about the law in the sense of your performance, but it comes by hearing what God already did for us in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, hearing is God's method of delivery. Let me pray for you. Father God, thank you so much for this time, this season. Lord, we, we purpose in our heart not to be hearers only, but and to be doers. We understand, Father, That the most important thing for our life is to hear from you, to hear your word, to hear the word of Christ. And that as we measure and bring the respect and honor to it, that it will be measured right back to us. We say that you supply your spirit and you work miracles in our lives, not by the works of the law, but by us hearing, by the hearing of faith and what you've already done for us in Jesus. And we give you praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for listening, being a part. Leave that review like we said earlier. Reach out to the ministry at info at merleministries.com. Love to hear from you. God's doing such good things. My name is Elijah Merle, and don't you ever forget this. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.